the news about Washington, D.C. goes like this. Booming sales volume, tight inventory, jump in while you can. But folks, that market is just weird, and it's the most manipulated market in America. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you exactly why right now in this Market Monday episode number 214. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent self-directed investors, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from the SDI360.com studios, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you, where each day you learn how to find, understand, and profit from exceptional investment opportunities. And some days you learn about markets that are just so weird, maybe you ought to stay away. <laughs> hey, be sure to check out today's show notes page over at sdiradio.com slash 214. Folks, there are some markets where you should just operate with an abundance of caution, and I think D.C. is just such a market. Look, I'm going to have my business partner, Carol, come on to share with you some of her research so you'll understand just why that market is so weird. But here's the core of the problem. Washington, D.C. is a city that's about one thing, politics. That's the city that has the power to actually print that money that we're all trying to make. And that money doesn't really have a lot backing it up. They can print as much as they want. So it's not exactly a normal place. And don't believe for one second the garbage being spewed by Hillary Clinton and the like about getting the money out of politics. That's not her goal. That's not the goal of any of them. In fact, a Cato Institute study shows that employees of the federal government are paid 78% more than their private sector counterparts. Not to mention a flood of money by the millions being paid to consultants, lobbyists, lawyers, and the like. The amount of money, money which is wholly unproductive to the real citizens of the United States, and yet spent like it's going out of style, the volume of that money flowing through D.C. every single day is astounding. That's why it's a manipulated market. Nothing of value is being produced there. Nothing at all. Yet, there's an astounding amount of wealth there almost entirely a function of the government's largesse to its own. So the dynamic that exists everywhere else, you know, where there actually has to be something that's commercially valuable being produced or being done, that dynamic doesn't exist in D.C. It's a fake market, and it makes me nervous. Well, there, those are my impressions. But here with a bit more substantive and reasoned commentary is the one, the only, Carol Ellis. Carol, what does the market look like to you? Well, Brian, sales are actually strong. In fact, at the end of Q1 this year, transaction volume was up more than 10%. And more recent data suggests that the spring selling season was strong as well. In May, sales volume bolted upward in a big way, driving D.C. to a genuinely tight inventory situation. So bottom line, activity is booming, inventory is tightening. Sounds like the stuff the bidding wars are made of, doesn't it? Well, you'd think so, but here's the really weird thing. Housing prices in D.C. have not been rising fast, and time on market has not been falling fast either. In fact, just a month ago, I'd have said that D.C. appeared to be plateauing in terms of home prices, with median prices actually falling in Q1 by about $10,000 during February and since then, only rising in specific neighborhoods and holding fairly steady overall, about 2% appreciation. However, did you just hear that bit I just said about specific neighborhoods? That's really, really important if you're going to dip your toe into the country's arguably most artificial market. 
Let's delve into that a little. According to that Redfin report, the highest levels of competition for housing exist in the $500,000 to $750,000 price range only. And a lot of the neighborhood-specific statistics are based on very limited numbers. For example, the Falls Church neighborhood, which was already showing signs of hotness earlier this year, posted a median price jump of over $150,000 back in Q1. But that was just based on three home sales. Many of the neighborhoods that are bringing the average time on market number down are also showing hot but limited activity, with Mount Pleasant, for example, posting times on market of just six days, but the overall regional time on market sticking up much longer. So should investors even be thinking about buying in D.C. these days? Well, Q2 numbers look a little bit better at around 5% appreciation, so that's a positive sign, but let's dig a little bit deeper into that broader D.C., Maryland, Virginia region. Median sales price actually fell in May, even though sales volumes were up substantially and inventory levels were way, way down. Only about one in every four buyers paid more than asking. When you look at the broader picture, the only rule that the D.C. market is following is that real estate is, as always, highly, highly regional, literally down to the block in D.C., Other than that, your results are going to be very hard to predict, in my opinion, because the market just isn't acting like you'd expect it to. Is it because of the election cycle? Well, that's probably not helping, and a lot of analysts are also blaming those mean old lenders who won't lend more on homes than they think they'll be getting back. So maybe it is a big old big bank conspiracy keeping the D.C. housing market in flux. Like lenders, though, I personally do not like putting my money in places where I can't predict with a great deal of certainty what is going to happen to it. So D.C. certainly isn't the market for me. I'll take steady cash flow, dependable exit strategies, and buying low with the option of selling high every time. And that's just not a sure bet in our nation's capital these days. I agree with you, Carol. Predictability is a good thing. It doesn't mean we're not willing to take risk. I'm just concerned that the risk that exists in the D.C. market may not be of the smart variety. It's certainly not that you can't make money there because the right deal can be profitable in any market, but you'll have to look pretty hard to find that deal in D.C., I think. My friends, thanks for tuning in. And the next episode of this show, the link to which you can find on today's show notes page at sdiradio.com slash 214, will continue in our series about the fundamentals of self-directed IRAs. I'll tell you where that wonderful version of the IRA that we all love, the self-directed variety, actually came from, and I really bet you're going to be pretty surprised. Again, the link to that show is on today's show notes page at sdiradio.com slash 214. My friends, invest wisely today and live well forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 